Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Lex and Matt's Excellent Adventure, number 102. I never say the number at the beginning of the episode. Should I start doing that? Nah. Okay. I have no opinion on this. Let the people decide. All right. Well, she's Lex Lutz. I am. That is my name. I'm Matt Peters. <laughs> I thought you were going to throw it back. <laughs> I, didn't, uh, I didn't know what... We've literally never done that. No, so. no. But you know what? I tested it out because I heard that on My Favorite Murder. I'm like, oh, that's they do adorable. That every, they do that every time. And really? you would have thought, because I listened to every fucking episode of that podcast, <laughs> that I would have picked it up. But no. Apparently, my brain said no. Like, oh, yeah, that is me. Hi. Yes. <laughs> hey. All right. So what are you doing? I thought you were literally just introducing yourself and me this time. I was like, all right, cool. Let's work. I'm good. I was letting you drive, man. Just letting you Peace take out. the wheel. All right. So we got a lot going on, folks. Thank you for allowing us to have a week off. We appreciate that. We know that uh, in, <laughs> in, in, in these wonderful, glorious times that we're in right now, sometimes uh, the consistency of a podcast release is all you have. Um, <laughs> listen to me hyping myself up too. Like, oh yeah, you know, taking a week off is just so critical, and uh, people missed us like crazy. Anyway, uh, they fucking better. They better, right? They so better. In instead of it was like a perfect Mulaney impression <laughs> without intending it. Stick you smart. better have missed us. <laughs> <laughs> so we do have some pretty big news that I'd like to share with everyone. Um. There have been several things that we've done on the show that we're super proud of. The 50th episode, the 100th episode. But one of the things that we always wanted to do... I prefer to not acknowledge the 50th episode, but continue, yes. Okay. But one of the things that we're most proud of, (laughs) that we had the most fun doing, has a lot to do with you folks, because you came out to see us. It was our live show, and it was fairly early into the show. It was... I'm sorry, what, what? I said it was. It yes. was very early in the show. We yeah. were babies. We certainly were. But we are babies no more, and we feel like it's time to give you another little treat. So that's right. We're coming back, y'all. Shy Nerd Fest 2021. That's right. Chicago Nerd Comedy Festival, For if you want to say it longer. We're going to be involved. <laughs> it's going to be virtual. It's going to be lots of fun and 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 one of my favorite things that we've decided we've decided to do this time around is we're gonna have the first ever Resnaculous snack along. So it'll be me, it'll be Lex, it'll be D, not Bemo though because it involves chocolate. We're gonna have a snack along and everybody can play at home. But how am I gonna get this snack? You may ask. Well, details on that to follow. We're gonna make sure you're taken care of though. It's gonna be great. Trust, trust. I believe you. <laughs> I'm in you. I'm glad. Emo just like heard his name and heard snack and no and was just like what? <laughs> what? <laughs> it's a Pavlovian response. Um, speaking of that, in the show notes, I keep looking at this one thing and it yeah. keeps looking like checks mix to me, but it doesn't yep. say checks mix. It says Chet Hanks. It says Chet Hanks. <laughs> Is that our transition to Chet Hanks? <laughs> Let's talk about Chet Hanks. I really, I I just feel the need to talk about Chet Hanks decide, and this was last week, so I realize this is a little bit older, but like, he decided it's going to be white boy summer, mm. 
which I don't even know what this means. I'm he had a bunch nervous. of weird rules for it. Okay. He had a, he had like a bunch of weird rules for it that he put out, like about the type of shoes you have to wear and the type of shirts and everything like that. And then he came out with merch. So it's an obligation. I, it's like. I thought it was a vibe. I, I thought it was just like, oh, yeah. I think yeah. it's a vibe, but I think he was saying, like, like <laughs> he was saying, like, don't wear boat shoes and oh. stuff like that. Chet Hanks is a mess. This is the point. Look, I, I don't really care what he's doing with this, and I realize he's probably problematic in many ways other than just cultural appropriation. I, I think he's got other stuff, too. I cannot comprehend that he's Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson's son, first right. of all. Yeah. Second of all, he is so fucking entertaining to laugh at. And, like, I feel like if you're laughing with him, it might be problematic. But if you laugh at him, it's okay. I'm not sure. I don't think I can say. (laughs) I think the only thing I can say is that Twitter, whenever he drops a video or something happens with Chet Hanks, is the best place to be. Chet Hanks... (laughs) is he's got that arrested development vibe to me he's like a you know yeah he's he's definitely got that i made a huge mistake thing going every time he tries something but he does not feel like a real person he feels like a character that sasha baron cohen created yeah yeah Yeah. because he kind of is just ali g you're right except it's also weird how many people are attracted to him now that I never hear. I never, oh, yeah. there, I is never a, there is a thirst for Chet Hanks that, I mean, look, um, even under the best circumstances, is not going to be my preference. But <laughs> I usually can go, oh, I see that. Yeah. But I can't with this one. And you know and what? I, I'm, I'm comfortable enough in my masculinity to acknowledge a handsome man. This ain't one of them. I don't, I don't see it. Like, I can see his face is, is kind of, like, he probably <laughs> would be considered, like, if you went to call, if you were at college and you saw him on campus or whatever, he would be a maybe slightly above average guy on campus. Okay, so and yeah, let's. And would probably have a crush on him, but, like, that doesn't make him hot. We need to talk about. The the pure fuckboy magnetism that is guys named Chet, Chad, you know, that sort of thing. That I see I think Chad and Chet is a very close variation, is the worst male name. Yeah. Yeah. I've never met a Chad that I wanted to be in the same room with for more than five minutes. I mean, even even his full name is, is Chester. So it doesn't get much better. I mean, that is a kid that he has rebelled his entire life because his name is Chester. That's mm. mean. Why would you do that? Right, right. I love you, Tom Hanks, but why? Yeah, yeah. Come on the show. I mean, it, yeah, come on, come on down. <laughs> Tom Hanks, this if you want to. This is your wanna... formal invitation to come on our show <laughs> and let me ask you why you would be so mean to your son about his name. Listen, Pie in the Sky, we start a, a side podcast, a spinoff. The Tom Hanks cast, and then we get Tom Hanks on for like the last episode, and just the whole hour of his time, of his precious time, we ask him about shit. That's it. And Colin, <laughs> Colin is normal. Do they have any other kids? Oh man, um, 
they got to have some kids that aren't famous, right? Because every family does. For every Luke and Owen, there's like an Andrew, you know? Oh, yeah. Andrew was like in a movie, I think. Yeah, he, he got there's some favors. There are four children. Colin, Truman, Chet, Truman. and Elizabeth Ann. Oh, they have a daughter, too. Okay, yeah. I didn't know that. What? Are all his children from, uh, or rather, I should say, with Rita Wilson? No, no, no. Colin Hanks and, I guess, the daughter, his daughter, Elizabeth Hanks, are from his first marriage. Okay. So Truman. And then Truman and Chet. <laughs> they just gave their kids, like, the worst names. Now, does Rita have any previous children? No. I don't and think she was married before Tom Hanks. Just to finish yeah. fleshing this out, um, Chet does have a child. Makaya. Mm. Makaya Hanks. Makaya. Okay. Okay. Is that Chet Hanks? So, Chet, Chet is a lot. Colin is normal. Colin is Fucking yeah. Chet Hanks was on Shameless. Colin what? Colin is relatively normal because no matter what Colin does, as long as it's regular fuckboy shit, not not Chet level shit, as long as it's regular just you know white dude shit, he's under the radar. It's fine, you know. He can do his uh, his cocaine and and have his affairs as long as he's not out there like rapping in patois. We'll never hear about it. He's always going to be the good son. <laughs> oh, man. I just... Just reading his his controversies on on Instagram... Uh, not Instagram, I'm sorry. On Wikipedia, talking about White Boy Summer, and they're, like, talking about cultural appropriation and white supremacy. Oh. And I, I do not think that was his intention. But I also think... Chet is the kind of guy that has never thought through a thing in his life. You know what's messed up? Like, every time we talk about one of these dudes and we want to, like, have some fun and we want to make fun of him and everything like that, it always goes that extra mile, right? So, right here, two hours ago on RadarOnline.com, Tom Hanks' son, Chet, says ex-girlfriend is extorting him amid domestic violence accusations. So, Oh, I did see something about how, like, he was abused, or something like that. Like something. I think they might have been abusing each other. I don't know. She obtained a restraining order against him, according to this uh, story here. So, mm-hmm. shit. yeah, I'm not going to defend him. But nah, I mean, I really. I saw something about like her throwing something at him. I saw a picture of him bloodied up mm. on Twitter. So I don't know what what all was involved with that. Yeah, it could have been anybody though. I mean, but yeah, I mean, I I don't I don't understand. I mean, he. It said on his Wikipedia that he had a substance abuse problem previously. I'm sure being Tom Hanks' son is like that's a lot of pressure, pressure yeah. or whatever. But also, Colin is fine. Colin's all right. Colin's just over there minding his own business, being all Colin. Colin's got a family. He makes handkerchiefs. That's he does. You think I'm joking? He makes fucking handkerchiefs. No, I'm, I'm laughing because it's just too perfect. It's too picturesque. It's almost he, he, like he is. He has. <laughs> I, I I follow him on Instagram. He's always promoting his Hanks Hanks kerchiefs. You know. And you, yeah. yeah, they look really nice, but they're very expensive. I wasn't gonna buy one. We've had Cain and Abel. We've had Goofus and Galat. <laughs> now we got Chet and Colin. Lucas and Nathan. Yeah. No, yeah. that was. Yeah, this is I totally. mean. 
it's it is a a fascinating uh fascinating stuff i mean psychologists should study them truly mm-hmm. yeah so i i okay so what i want to know is i think we can all agree that chet hanks is major cultural appropriation issues yes do people still think he's hot i'd imagine so that's what i want to know from you guys like and i just because i i don't get it you know what we're not gonna not only is he not like the gender i'm into that's that's separate he's not like his type does not even appeal to me on like even a friendship level (laughs) so i i don't get it my attraction to anyone is not only based on their you know physical features but if they open their mouth and they sound like chet that's gonna be that's a that's a deal breaker ladies right there but uh, uh yeah yeah like i don't know man it, it's just i i would like to hear from somebody um who, who was who was of good mental standing like hey <laughs> What, what what is it about this dude that makes you go, you know what, I like a bad boy. All right, cool. Maybe somebody that cheats on their taxes. Maybe somebody that rides a motorcycle. I but don't think... Shit. I do, I do not think that you or I can qualify what bad is because clearly we're so fucking square that we do not understand, like... You want the bad boy, bad girl, bad person vibe. Like we we don't get it. No. So so you're like cheating on his taxes. I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck are you even talking about? That's not what you think it is. I'm talking about white collar crime sort of shit. You know, that's that's what I'm talking about. White collar summer. Anyway. White collar summer. Yes, exactly. Hundred yes. percent. Okay. Yes. That's the episode title, right? I was gonna say I'm, yeah. I'm 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 literally adding it to the notes. <laughs> so <laughs> I. I don't think we can. I, this is. I don't think we can judge this. I don't think we can be the ones who go. Chet Hanks is hot. Right. <sighs> what a thing to say. I think that we need other people to give their input on this because I, I cannot understand this. I'll put but you I, on the spot. I'll put you on the spot, and yeah. I'll do the same to myself. Who is someone who will be considered, you know, a. a a, a sketchy person or a bad boy or bad girl that you find attractive. Oh, is there anybody that's like, Oh yeah, you know, I, I would never actually date this person, but I get it. Uh, I'm see, this is, this is the problem with me. I'm, I gravitate toward people that I at least think are good. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, who, who did you think of off the top of your head? Oh, shoot, man. Uh, <laughs> see, you, you put me on the spot. I did. And you're like. Mine's complicated. Mine is, mine okay. is Allison Brie. Because, like, all right. If. <laughs> you're like, you know what? The one white girl that gets a pass. You know. There you go. And it's not, it's not necessarily because she's problematic or she's got issues. It's because she's, like, close to the Franco boys. So I'm like. Something's off about that girl. If she can tolerate that bullshit, something's up. She is. I don't know if this is like known or if it's something that I've inferred, but she seems like a massive stoner to me. Yeah, that might be it too. Just a contact high, hanging out with the uh, with with them boys. Yeah, you know. I'm trying to think of 
Oh, no, that's not good. You know what, guys? It's Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Like I said, you Look, know, this is just a summer. She has done a lot of, like, and said a lot of things. <laughs> and she will continue to do and say a lot of things. Yes. And I'd still be like. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, yeah. It, ha- it, it worked for Colin Megan Jones. Megan Fox feels a little sketchy, too. Like, Megan Fox feels a little sketchy, but she's still hot. Okay. Okay. I don't get Angelina Jolie though. See, that's where I'm like, I'll take Angelina Jolie light with Megan Fox over Angelina Jolie. If you'd have asked me ten years ago, I might have said that. I might have said Angelina Jolie. But now, I man, e- even now I'm like, she seems way too toxic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, no. Yeah, no. There's we've we've seen and heard lots of things. Yeah. See the ratio though where you're like hot to toxic like what what can you deal with my ability to deal with a toxic person is very very low in any aspect of life romantic and otherwise so i'm kind of like you're not worth it no matter how hot you are i feel like a lot of people do not have that they're just like instinct goes nope i'm I still like that. And I'm like, mm, no, that's a red flag. I'll take it back. I'll take it way back. Yeah. Lisa, Lisa Left Eye Lopez from oh. uh, from TLC. Yeah. Like, yeah, okay, she may have burned down old boy's house, but, you know, maybe he deserved it. You know? Yeah. Maybe. I wouldn't put I it feel best. like I love her. I don't view her in a, like, I don't view Taylor Swift in a way of, like, I'm into Taylor Swift. But I feel like she qualifies in the Scarlett Johansson camp as well of like, I feel like you would be a lot to deal with. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, okay. There was a, <laughs> there was a reality show. Um, something about the Bella Twins. I don't know what it was called, but there was a season of this show where they had to, basically they lived with John Cena and, he has such strict rules in his household. Like, you know, he comes out and he's all like, hey, I'm brightly colored and I'm a super friendly guy and kids love me and shit like that. But when he's at home, apparently, well, according to the reality show, which who knows how much of that is real, um, he's got very strict rules about how to dress, how to treat things in his home. And he's just... He does give that vibe. Just yeah. very controlling, just like a, a you know Fifty Shades of Grey sort of dude. Like, oh yeah, all women must be dressed like this. Men must be uh, wearing suits uh, and ties, uh, you know, at all times. He's just very controlling, and obviously, yeah, that's not healthy. Not anyway. at all. Obviously, no. it's something that led to their to their breakup ultimately, him yeah. and uh, Nikki Bella. But yeah, it was just such a weird juxtaposition versus like what he does. For his day job, even with his acting, he just comes off as just like a goofy dude. But yeah, just that weird stone face, it like switches off when he gets hmm. home. And the reason really I bought him up. A lot of that was an act. You yeah, know? I hope so. I, I really yeah. do. Cause it painted him in such a weird way. But the reason I bring it up is because that's kind of the vibe that I get from Taylor Swift too. Like just, you know, she's got a very specific way of living her life. You know, she's a beautiful woman. Yeah. But she's just there's no compromise. There's no compromise. And yeah. if you if you are involved with her, there's a shelf life. 
you know, not saying she's right. like a serial dater, not trying to paint her in that in that way or anything, but it's like you know what you're getting into. You know that most people don't survive the elimination round or whatever you want to call it. Yep. And yeah, that's just the way that's the way the news goes. That's just it. Yeah, I think if you're not open to compromising, if you're a very stubborn person, yeah, like you're you're at odds just going in. Mm-hmm. So, you know, uh, and I say that as I have been very stubborn in my life. I'm getting better as I get older. <laughs> uh, as a child, I was unfucking bearable. A teenager, I was still pretty rough. And now in my tw- like early 20s, it was in the middle. And it's it's gotten way better over the years. You know, that's that's a personality trait in a lot of like genius level people you see too. Like, you know, your Elon Musk's and your, uh, you know, John Apple. Thank you for comparing is. me to one of the biggest, arguably one of the biggest supervillains of our time. <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> I mean, legitimately he is. Yeah. I mean, your name is Lex. So, you know, you get the, yes. yeah. Um, but no, I'm talking about just like that idea that, you know, just very focused. Not, not, not what you were talking about, but just going back to like the John Cena and Taylor Swift thing. You know, more than, more than what you were saying. Right. But yeah, they just have that that laser focus. And if anything gets thrown off, if anything is interrupted, then yeah, there there are consequences. And it's just such an interesting personality trait to me. Yeah, I've definitely gotten better about that but i can still get it to a degree like travel any sort of travel stresses me out yeah yeah i, I like i'm with you on that especially your things like well that that aside it's not having routine not having uh reliable stuff whatever it doesn't mean i don't enjoy those things like mm-hmm. i do enjoy traveling i do like i do like that but there's a lot of stress involved with it for me so I understand people being rigid in that way. I just don't think you can – I don't think it's a trait you can maintain in your life if you want to have other things. Like it's something you can totally keep and have certain relationships, have whatever. It all depends on who you're compatible with and everything like that. But like friendships, everything. But like I feel – I feel as though it is it restricts a lot of things. Yeah. If you're not open to compromise. Absolutely. Um, I mean, I can I can agree with that. I've I've had relationships end because I've been too set in my ways. I've been too stubborn to the yeah. point where, you know, it got I got to a point in my life where I just realized like I'm missing out on so much of life just wanting things to be a certain way. You know that 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 aspect, I, I counted, I would count it as toxic masculinity in as much as like, you know, I'm the guy, I know what I like, I know what I don't like, and I'm never gonna like this, you know? Right. But once I got out of that pocket, like, things just changed for the better. Yeah, same. A- and it doesn't mean you have to compromise your core beliefs or anything like that. That's not what we're talking about. Right. But, there are certain things where it's like you're going to have to compromise. If you think you're never you're always going to win in life and you're never going to compromise in friendships, in family, in relationships, any of it, well, you know what? A lot of people are not going to want to deal with you. Right. Like cuz think about if you think about it from your perspective, would you want to deal with someone who never compromises even though you're that type of person? 
No. No. I wouldn't want to do I Like, that's fucking annoying. Even taking it more internally, would I today want to deal with myself from 15, 16 years ago? Absolutely oh, not. No. 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 I fucking hate that kid. I don't want to deal with that bitch. Exactly. No. <laughs> like, I mean, I like they're they're good. They're really good qualities there. Like, we can recognize that while also going, I wouldn't want to deal with her. <laughs> like, it's okay. Because oh, you, you're better now than you were then. Yeah, you know, people deal with yourself now. People always, uh, you know, they make fun of those moments. There's lots of memes about it of just remembering certain decisions that you made in your lifetime, and then you just cringe at yourself oh, when you think yeah, about things you've done. And that's a good reaction because that means that now you wouldn't do that same thing. You've learned from that mistake. You're not sitting there wondering, well, I don't know why such and such had such a adverse reaction of me walking naked through their wedding. Obviously, I was trying to put on a show and they just didn't get it. Well, maybe it's not your day. It's that thing where you're like, man, everyone's an asshole today. Yes. And like at a certain point, you're like, hold on. Uh You've almost got it. You've almost got it. Everyone is an asshole to you today. Everyone is bad. Everyone is dumb. You know, like you're so close. I love those moments. I love those moments because then it's like, well, shit. Okay, this is an easy fix then. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Let's start over. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Man, that was was interesting. That went all over the place. It did. So... Anyway, anyway, the conclusion is, let us know, do you think Chet, Chet Hanks is... <laughs> do you think Chet Hanks is fuckable? That's what we need to know. That's the moral of the story. <laughs> is, he, I... is he fuckable or is he a fuckaboo? Ugh, gross. Is he a fuckaboo bonsai? I don't like you. No. No, I'm not a fan. <laughs> I'm not. Anyway... Uh, moving on. Moving on. Another thing. Uh, so, have you been watching Invincible? You know, I feel oh, bad because I didn't do my homework. I didn't watch <laughs> it yet. It's so good, man. Really? It's amazing. The voice cast alone is fantastic. Mm. J.K. Simmons. Um, Steve Ewan. Uh, yeah, Sandra O. Oh. Uh, Jillian Jacobs from Community is playing Eve. Like it, oh. it's it's great. They've done a great job adapting it. Um, I've, uh, there are four episodes out. I think there are only eight total, so they're already like halfway through the season. Wow. Okay. Well, they put out the first couple episodes, and now they're dropping week to week. So How is the animation? It's. I think it's great. I, now we've talked about this before. I'm not big into animation, even adult. If I do, I watch adult animation for the most part. I'm not into anime stuff. I know that this style is kind of similar to that, or something along those lines. I, I can't say for sure because, like I said, I'm not an animation person. I think it looks great. Do you remember um, yeah. in in the early in the early aughts they had that that craze of what they were calling motion comics? Yes. Okay. 100%. So this is technically the second bite at the apple for Invincible. Back in 2008 on MTV. Oh, I two, remember that. Yeah, yeah. They uh, they had this motion comic for the Invincible uh, books. So they would just take, um, for those not familiar with motion comics, they would just take the actual comic book 
and put some type of rotoscoping effect on there to no that's that's the wrong term basically they would make it look like it was um a 3d in the same sense of like a viewmaster so it's a still image but portions of it would move around a little bit so yeah, yeah. this it's not that type it, it's true animation like great c- cartoon i think it's really well done personally oh, cool. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. I got to check it out because I've, I've heard nothing but good things about it. And for this to be uh, adapted so late after it premiered, or after the, the comic debuted, rather, um, that's good to hear. That's good to hear because the story's completely done in the books. Um, I haven't read all of it. I'm actually rereading now, so I'm on volume three, oh. going back and rereading. Okay, yeah. I, I read I, like 100 issues of it, I think. I know it's only like... I, I I was near the end. I know that they did like 150 or something like that, and they were done. I think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, it was an enjoyable book. I I, I liked it. Um, it, it always uh, challenged itself. You know. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So I I feel like it's it's one of those uh, writing exercises where Robert Kirkman, the creator, also created Walking Dead. Obviously. Uh, yeah. It it seemed like when it got comfortable. He would just change up the whole thing just to, to give himself uh, something to occupy his time between issues of Walking Dead, I guess. But uh, no, that's that's to its credit, though. It really did. It it went through a lot of changes. It became a different book by the end of the series. Yeah, and I I would argue that Invincible is better than The Walking Dead. Long term, yeah, I'd agree because he had a plan for this. He he really yeah. seemed like he he knew the story he wanted to tell. He knew where he wanted to end up. Whereas Walking Dead, it was just a, a, again, it was a challenge to himself. Like, let me see how long I can tell a zombie story for. And, right. uh, it, it went on and on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm, I really love the adaptation. I think they're doing a great job with it. Um, I, I don't know. The order of the show feels different from the books as I'm rereading the books. So, mm-hmm. like, I feel like you can safely watch the first four episodes that have come out now if you've read the first two volumes okay. but it's kind of hard to to gauge that for it do you but think, i recommend it 100%. do you think there's a, a lot of people who um try to read and watch at the same time with these type of uh projects uh our friend bradley is trying to do that oh cool okay he's never read it huh. at uh uh years at scary best so yeah he's he's trying to do that um, and so I was kind of reading ahead of him because I was like, oh, I'll reread it with you. Because mm-hmm. he, he, like, I was telling him about the show and he's like, oh, it's a comic. It's on Comixology. He's already subscribed or whatever. So I was like, yeah, go go read it. And they're also all on Hoopla. Hoopla is great. You know, I'm, I'm so ha- glad. I, I, when I say all, I mean every volume is on Hoopla, guys. So you I can am... read all of Invincible on Hoopla. Yeah, like, you'd be surprised. For for folks who were like, it's the library, they're not going to have everything I want. You'd be surprised the amount of graphic novels that they have on there, at your fingertips, at your access. At midnight, on a Tuesday, if you want to read all of Immortal Hulk, which I still highly recommend, you can do that. I need you to make me a list. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta um, catch up on this stuff you, myself too. Your library sets a number that you can borrow per month, but mm-hmm. like I've never run out. No, same. Yeah, because I mean, you know, you read a little bit Chris at a time. Chris uses it now too. He was asking me. He was asking for a Marvel. <laughs> he messaged me. I love my brother so much. He he messaged me and said, 
can you guys hook me up with Marvel Unlimited with the podcast? Like, uh. <laughs> can you get me a code or something? For Not like forever, but like he was wondering if we had a promo code. We don't as of now, but we should fucking get some promo code. I'm saying. Um, yeah, I know, right? But it, like, he was like, do you guys have any promo codes for Marvel Unlimited? And I was like, no, unfortunately we don't at the moment. But do you know about Hoopla? So like, also, if Hoopla wants to sponsor us in some way, I don't know how that would work, but guys, download Hoopla. <laughs> Could you imagine the the only podcast sponsored by the library? <laughs> Maybe we should get on Hoopla. Maybe that will be like a cross-platform awesome thing. I, I don't know. I love Hoopla. Like I, I legitimately, I, it is, especially if you're you're trying comics out. That's one thing I will advise people. Like get into like image books or whatever because they're not as expensive. You can buy volume one of something, yeah. and it's not gonna break the bank. But yeah, like uh, every every vault. Sorry, so this is the whole thing. Every volume of Invincible is on there. That's cool. So that's what I'm doing right now. I'm tearing through that. Like I'm on volume three. Also, correct me if I'm wrong, but if you have Amazon Prime, you have access to Comixology as well, don't you? I don't know. Comixology. <laughs> I should say Comixology Unlimited. There there are certain books that they have available on there. Usually, like the first two volumes of a of a comic. You know. Those okay, are that's on there. Good. No, I did not know that. That's... The only criticism that I have of Hoopla is that yeah. they have the guided view, you know? Yeah. So, like, if you're reading on your phone, it'll zoom in on certain things to get a better... You don't... No, you don't have to have that. No, no, I, I know. I'm saying oh. when you do, though, the the Hoopla interface is not as great yes. as yeah. Comixology. It's yeah, still serviceable. Yeah, I mean, Comixology is the standard... Yeah. Of comic book apps. Yeah. For sure. It's still serviceable. You can zoom in and zoom out as you need to. Sometimes it'll miss like a splash page or something. It's like, wait, I didn't get that whole frame or I need to see the whole picture to see who hit who, you mm-hmm. know, something like that. But, I, yeah. I don't mess with guided view. Um, I actually, I can't, I can't read on my phone. I've tried it. Mm-hmm. If I have to read something really quickly, let's say we have to read something for the show, like I'll read it on my phone, but I have a, an iPad mini that like, I don't know if it was purchased for work or something, but it was given to me. Mm. And I, so that's like the iPad mini is perfect for comic book reading. Absolutely. So that's, that's what I mostly use it for. And I don't use the guided view on it. I just use full on like full pages. Zoom as needed. Yep. 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 So yes, we like comics. That's the ultimate thing here. We do. We haven't talked about comics in a long time. We Invincible. Is it's also like you guys do not have to read anything. You don't have to read anything. Just go enjoy the show. It's it's um if you like superheroes, if you like family dramas, teen dramas, um, you know, mysteries, like it has every it is one of those books, it truly has everything. However, we should say it is not for everyone. No. It is a mature show. Just because it's a cartoon does not mean it is good for everyone. There's cussing and violence and everything. Like, oh, there's not violence. Like, yes, oh, there we're is not going to spoilers, but don't, uh, yeah, don't let your kids watch it unless you allow them to watch terrible things like my parents did with me. Right, right. There's, yeah. there's, there is gore. There is body horror. There is, yeah, all, everything. Just be aware. Just this don't. show has everything. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. So I 
I, I love that. I, I thought you would watch the first episode at least. No. So I now I'm excited. You need to you know what you need to do is you need to watch it and get on our Discord. Yeah. And talk it up. Not spoilery, but just like I, I'm very curious to hear your thoughts on that. That's true. We got a great we got a great group of people over on our Discord right now. We've got some wonderful patrons. Those adventurers are over there chatting it up on a daily basis. You know, sometimes you get on Discord and it's just dry. It ain't us. We're on there every day talking to y'all because we love you and you have interesting things to say. That's right. Bring your memes. Bring your emojis. We'll take them all. Well, not all of them, but the good ones. <laughs> Bring them with. Yeah, agreed. So let's look at what else we got here. Uh, can you said can event movies coexist? What what are you talking about with event movies like okay. Kong? Yeah. What so, what happened with this? Because I didn't read the article. All right. Buddy Boo. So, <laughs> Buddy Boo. <laughs> Kong, uh, Godzilla versus Kong made a lot of money. That's that's the main thing. It made a lot of money at the theater. Uh, we are still, you know, we still got one foot in the grave with the fucking pandemic right now. Um, however, people wanted to see this movie where a dinosaur beats up on a giant fucking gorilla on a big did screen. You watch, did you watch the lizard versus monkey movie? Right. That's what I want to know, first of all. Right. So after months of new releases, bringing in lackluster box office across the board, Godzilla v. Kong gained $48.5 million in the first five days in theaters. It's a holiday weekend, so, you know, that's they always... That's bad, all things considered. That's higher than I thought it would be, honestly. Exactly. Not only yeah. that, but consider the fact, and this is where this is where I want to pick your brain, consider the yeah. fact that everyone has the capability to watch this at home if they subscribe to HBO Max right now. Oh, but people miss movie theaters, man. They fucking miss them. Absolutely. They miss them. But during yeah. this during this time during this past year, I would imagine that people who have you know had the the uh, I don't want to say pleasure, but who <laughs> have had the ability to stay fully employed, We're gainfully say employed, pleasure. yeah, people <laughs> people that got them stimmy drops, okay. you know, they've been yeah. able to possibly spend some money upgrading their home theater experience, so they don't have yeah. to risk their health to go out to these 100%. you know um is the article spinning it as a failure or a success the article spins as a as a success the article okay. is uh very pro because it yeah yes so i just did a quick search because i wanted to know budget the budget for this movie was somewhere between 160 and 200 million dollars yes the box office since march 31st this is international box office and also factor in the budget probably does not um, factor in how much money they spend on advertising. So they probably have to make up quite a few more million in advertising. But um, $132.7 million international. Wow. So they have almost recouped most of their money yeah. already. All things considered, and that's not even – we're not even looking at what money they're getting kicked back as far – kicked back as far as um, HBO. The, I don't know what HBO gives them for this. Like I don't know what percentage of profits they get from I HBO. Know, I know they were holding it hostage for a second from HBO because when yeah. HBO made the announcement initially that – Hey, our entire slate of Warner Brothers releases is going to be on HBO Max for no additional charge until we run out. Like, 
the Godzilla versus Kong people were just like, uh, we didn't agree to that. Uh, <laughs> they literally went, uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh excuse me. Uh, that, no, no. So, so I, I mean, really just like, I think people wanted to experience this. I think um, so too. But I don't know if this is going to change the industry or I don't know if this in, this particular movie is going to change the industry. The I will say that the industry has already changed. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It's never going back to exactly what it was. No. But That's I do wonder. That's bad thing, though. I wonder how many the, of these experiences we're going to have where it opens in theaters and then day and date it's also going to be on streaming. Like, cause that's huge. That, to me, that is just so great for accessibility for people that, I agree. Yeah. you know, just can't get to the movies or, or have, you know, issues with crowds just in general, you know? Well, you know, our friend Ryan has, has two children. Right. So him, his wife, his two kids, you're looking at over, you know, 50 bucks just to go to a movie. Mm-hmm. Like, and then you've got popcorn and all of that. Like, you know, it's it would be certainly cheaper for them as a family to buy an HBO Max subscription. So, you know, that's just one example. My brother has three children, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, so even if just one of them goes once again, four people like or just one of them takes the kids. That's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. Put down. It's a lot. It's a lot of time. It's a lot of commitment. Yeah. You know, yeah. you got to get these kids. And then not only that, it's and like. I- want theaters to go away i don't think they're going to go away no and this just you know like just like i don't think like broadway won't go away we we miss these things we miss we are showing live baseball games right now baseball just started back up don't worry guys i'm not going to talk about baseball (laughs) but baseball just started up we miss being if you like baseball you miss being in the stadium you miss being close to that field we're just because we can watch it on TV doesn't mean that that is the way that we want to always experience that. It just means that you can watch it that way. Right. Right. And that's where I think it's, I'm with you. Like it's accessibility. I think it's huge. There's, um, you know, this is going to be the, the second episode in a row. I talk about pirating and bootlegs, but I don't give a fuck. So on the South side of Chicago, once upon a time, uh, oh. you could get any movie in theaters on DVD when you went to certain establishments on the South Side, restaurants, you know, uh, currency Not exchanges. Because I'd be scared that the police would come after me. <laughs> they would that probably would be as a ch- as a little child being like, oh no, <laughs> I will be caught. Look, but then I did not know I had white privilege. I would not be in actual trouble. They would probably treat you like Will Smith treated that little cutout of the girl with the uh, science uh, book on Men in Black when he yeah. was doing the training. And just yeah. like go, oh shit, no, she's a narc. We're not, we're not doing business with her. So you would be denied business, but you wouldn't be, be arrested. Like, who, who let this little doe-eyed white girl <laughs> allowed Bambi incarnate to come buy DVDs of I don't know what 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 would be out at the time? Yes, I would like Why a copy of Dreamgirls, please. Why are you buying a bootleg copy of Five Hundred Days of Summer? <laughs> you absolute fucking weirdo. <laughs> I would like. All of your copies of 500 Days of Summer, please. No, we don't, we don't carry that one. You got Barbershop too? You know? Uh, anyway, all that is to say. And then I'd be, I think I'm in the wrong place. Goodbye. 
<laughs> All that is to say, um, you know, there, there are, there have always been other ways to procure access to these films, even if you're not going to the theater. So why not make it legal? Why not put it on the up and up, give people the best experience possible, get some of that subscription money in the meantime, and still have access to these big pictures at the theater? Because I'll be honest, like, I did enjoy Godzilla vs. Kong. I would have enjoyed it more on the big screen. You know, just seeing yeah. those huge explosions and everything. It's a spectacle film. And I think movies like Dune, Suicide Squad, and Matrix 4, even Mortal Kombat that HBO Max has coming up, I think those are also movies that beg to be experienced on a big screen. Uh, I really, unless it looks bad, I think I'm going to go see Matrix 4 on the big screen yeah. because I did not, I was too little to see the original matrix film films, whatever. I didn't like the sequels, obviously mm. not really anyone did, but like I was too little to see that movie mm. in theaters, the original. Yeah. I think that would be fun to experience unless it just gets horrible reviews. And I'm like, I really should not go spend money on this <laughs> at the time. I'm probably going to go see it. Yeah. I yeah. miss movies, man. I, I, so guys, one of the reasons that we canceled last canceled, we had to push the show back last week was because I got vaccinated. Hey. Um, I did. Hey, I got I got the one shot Johnson and Johnson. For anyone curious, I was down for about a day, and now I'm fine. Yep. Everything's good. Yeah. Uh, so like now that I've got that vaccine, I I might be willing to go to movie theaters. Yeah. Like yep. late summer, you know, as more people get covered. Um, that's, that's something I, I'm, I'm like, you know, maybe, maybe. Now, see, I have the vaccine as well. I got the Moderna and I got my second shot, um, Sunday before last. But, yeah. So you and I are pretty much like we got two weeks out now and then we'll have some more coverage. Yeah. So I'm not really in a rush to get back out there per se. Oh, uh, yeah. Just because and I, I'm with you. I miss theaters so much. Like movie theaters. And I'm theaters still gonna wear masks. I'm still like I, I'm. I'm still gonna be very smart about this. Like I, I won't. You know, I want to. I want to emphasize that we still need to follow all of the guidelines, even if we're vaccinated. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. No, no. I, I'm. I'm totally with you on that point. It's just a matter of like, when it comes to who I'm going to trust, regarding. Whether or not it's time to start gathering together. Um, yes. You know, WrestleMania is this weekend. That's a big thing. They're letting people into that. This is the first show they've done that for in a long time. Disneyland is reopening. Uh, and they have, of course, strict guidelines in place. Movie theaters are slowly trickling out the reopenings, you know, in, yeah. in, in various areas. But these are businesses. And they've been hurting, obviously, over this past yeah. year and change. And they need to get some income in the door. I'm, I'm not ready to trust their word for it. If I Dude, should I'm, come back, I'm, you know. Yeah, now I've gone to stores and stuff like that, but I'm barely ready to eat outside at a restaurant. Yeah, same. I so mean, like, I, and, <laughs> and and look, that might sound crazy to some people listening. That like, there are some people who have been eating out at restaurants for months now. Mm -hmm. But I have been just, I can't do it. Like I, I've been too worried. Now that, you know, I have some of this coverage, I might feel a little bit more comfortable doing, honestly, doing the things that other people considered safe months ago. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not that's shaming anybody for it. it. No, 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 we're not doing that. No, that's, no. But I mean, that's not the game we're playing here. There was, there was a, a few, a few months ago where you and I were having a conversation on the show and it was just like, 
yeah, there's certain people who were sick of it, and I get it, and I, I kind of took issue with that, but I gave it so much thought after you said it, and I think we yeah. even readdressed a little bit on here too already, but just yeah, to tell you where I am now, like, yeah, I see, I, I get the frustration, yeah. and I understand, like, we see this light at the end of the tunnel now, more than ever, so people mm-hmm. who are vaccinated, you know, they're, they're encouraging folks, like, yes, do what you got to do. Go see your family. Go hug your family and your friends, but make sure that mm-hmm. everybody involved is vaccinated. If you right. if you are vaccinated and you're hanging out with unvaccinated people, still stay about three feet away from them. You know, just right. It, it's going to be a gentle rollout, and everybody's going to have to use their best judgment. You know, to to really get a hold of of what works for them. I just hope nobody gets too eager. You know what I mean? No, and that's why I want to emphasize, like, oh, wait, I need to preface this with I'm still wearing a mask. I'm yes. still doing the things that are inv- advised. Like, I'm still, you know, if I go to my friend's house, I don't actually go in his house. Like, I, you know, I'm hanging out outside distanced, you know, things like that. Yeah. We, we just, we take these extra, it, it might seem extra to some people, not to us. No. Um, all of my friends are taking it very seriously. We have been this whole time. So, you know, I know someone who died of it. Yeah. I know yeah. someone who died of COVID. I don't know if I ever talked about it on this show. Well, like that on the show. I did not know them very well, but I'm close to, uh, like, I had met them several times, and I'm close to their family members. Yeah. So, th- like, and I know so many people, both in my family and you and, like, every, like who got it. And we're very sick from it. So, mm-hmm. like, it's, it's I, I take it seriously. We all need to. And I agree with you. We can't just go crazy <laughs> as, as hard as it is. You still have to be careful. You still have to take care of each other and and do these things for a little while longer. Absolutely. And this is going to this should go without saying, but it, it feels silly to even bring it up. Mm. People experiencing symptoms uh, flu-like symptoms after getting the vaccination and everything like that. Yeah. Coming from somebody that had the full-blown COVID, you know, <laughs> didn't didn't get intubated or anything like that, but there are definitely lasting effects. I'm not the same person I was before I had that. I'll just say that right now without going into too much detail. There are lasting effects. But, yeah, um, yeah these symptoms are not even close to what was going on with, with full-blown COVID. Again, that's, that's basically what I've I've been telling because I have other friends who have been getting vaccinated. Yeah. And that's that's kind of what I've been telling them based off of you, like what you have told me about your experience with it. I'm like, look, this sucks. Take some take some Tylenol and get through it because it's worth it to not have that full blown version of it. You know, I'm um, somebody that I was in the ICU Three times as a, as a kid from asthma growing up. Yeah. I would have gone to the ICU. I would have gone to the emergency room if it were feasibly possible to do so while we were fighting COVID. You know, if it's like you had to weigh the pros and cons. Like, okay, well, yes, it is a hospital. Yes, they will have oxygen machines for you. They will have the intubators and all that stuff. But... You're going to be sitting around a lot of sick people. You're going to be waiting around. You're going to be exposing yourself oh, to the elements God. and exposing other people. It stresses me out just thinking about the fact that you had to think about if you could go to the hospital. Exactly. 
I mean, this yeah. is all shit that I didn't talk about because it's honestly shit that I didn't really want to think about too much because it. No, no, no one. Scary. Wants, uh, it is. Yeah. I was, I was a, I was. A, we're actually coming up on the year mark of when you had COVID, got COVID. Yeah, almost exactly. I was a fucking wreck. I was like sitting on the back porch of the house, like crying. Oh man. I was Sorry. a wreck, worried. About you, both of you, yeah. about both of you when it happened. And obviously I was respecting your privacy too, so I couldn't really talk, talk to anyone about it, you know? Yeah. Um, and it was just kind of like just navigating it as we went, you know? Um, it was, it was really scary. It's, it's a really scary thing. So the, the relief of getting the vaccine. And now family member, like my grandparents are fully vaccinated now. They've had, it's been a couple weeks. They're like completely covered from their second shot. My father is half vaccinated. He's going in, I think in a week for his second shot. And mm. then obviously he has a few weeks and then he'll be fully vaccinated by the, I think by the time he gets his second shot, I'll be fully vaccinated from mine. Um, my, you know, one of my closest friends, he's got, just got his second shot. Um, you know, um, hopefully Ryan will get his soon. Eric and like all of my, my local friends here will get it. I'm hoping soon because they've just opened it all up. Uh, you know, I got it because I went at the end of a line. I was one of the last 50 people of the day. Yeah. I basically raced downtown and they were like, we're not throwing these shots away. Mm -hmm. I got the one shot Johnson and Johnson vaccine. So if you guys have any questions about that, by the way, if you're like, you you know more about the other two because most people seem to be getting the one two shot, mm-hmm. not the Johnson Johnson. But if you have questions about like the side effects or whatever that I can, that can answer, you guys can hit like DM us and I'll I'll talk to you about it. No problem. Yeah, I'll, I'll volunteer to do that too if they have questions about the Moderna. I mean it's sure. it's it's healthy to share this sort of thing because you know a lot of people um, may be nervous about it. Yeah, I had people messaging me. Asking me, hey, can you tell me what, like, I have had people asking me, what were the, how do you feel? What are the side effects and this and that? Mm-hmm. And then I, I just kept sending them messages as I was sick. Like, yeah. this is exactly how it feels right now. And as I'm going through it and, you know, that, that's it. Like I, I was, you know, explaining the whole thing to them. So yeah. I definitely believe in that transparency. Not everyone is obligated to do that. It, you are perfectly fine to keep all of that stuff personal I prefer to openly speak about it so that other people might not feel as scared. I know people are really, are you scared of needles? Me? No, no, I've, I've been getting shots my entire life. And, uh, like some people can't even look at them. Yeah. Like they get real got, I was like, do it. Yeah. Well, it's, and you know what the, the folks, at least I can, I can speak for the, for the teams in Chicago, the folks that have been administering these shots in Chicago, whether it be at Walgreens CVS or at the official sites and everything, they're pros. They've, you know, pulled people who know how to do this. You know, they are medical professionals, you know, people that work in the in the Walgreens Take Care Clinic. We personally know uh, one person that was administering shots, uh, you know, at, at a Walgreens location, and, and she's fantastic. So, uh, yes, you, you don't you don't have to worry about it's just some fly by night shoddy anything no you have to be trained to administer those shots yeah like i and i will say like as someone who has given shots and and knows a lot about like that 
sort of thing. Um, like I couldn't just go, even though I've given shots, I can't just go give shots. Like I would have to be certified and everything like that. Got to get go your, got to get your bartending license and you know. Yes, exactly. Know the difference between like a nice. Literally uh, your bartending license. That's yeah, what you need. Exactly. Exactly. It's harder to get than you think, guys. Come on. <laughs> Come. On. But yeah. So like. I do want to go to a movie theater. I, now, <laughs> I will say this. If I went to a movie theater and saw... Now, we, we would have to take the COVID situation out of the equation here. Yeah. Okay? okay? Remove it completely. Remove the desperation to sit in a seat and eat overpriced popcorn and a Coke that is massive. Yes. Um. You know, remove that from the equation. Would I feel okay with spending fifteen dollars to see this monkey fights a lizard movie? <laughs> no, I would not. I did not like the movie. Yeah. I did not understand it. I I was very much like this is not made made for me, and that's okay. That is that is literally what I walked away from this going. Like I was like, you know what? I I'm starting to realize that there is a whole genre of movie that is just not for me. Yeah. And that's okay. And I don't I don't say that I hated this movie or whatever. I, I'm just like I like or maybe I can say I hated it, but I I hated it with the caveat of I understand that people fucking loved this movie. Mm-hmm. It was so much fun for them and that makes me happy like it makes me happy that people genuinely enjoyed this movie i could i i just didn't know what was going on it was did you so using did you enjoy pacific rim i never watched pacific rim because oh. i was like this is some robot shit and okay. i don't want any of it like I, and i once again <laughs> i love i absolutely love Everyone should feel ha- like good to love the things that they love without shame. That's what yeah. I want to emphasize. Absolutely. If it makes you happy and it doesn't harm anyone else, I am happy about it. However, I do not give a flying fuck about like robots like that. I barely watched the Transformers movies. I've only seen like one and a half of those. It's not my thing. I've known that for a long time. So, no, I didn't see Pacific Rim. You hear that, can, Michael Bay? You fucking killed her enjoyment in giant robot I love, movies. You I love fucked Bumblebee. Up. I thought Bumblebee was adorable. I wanted a yellow car after that. Yeah. That was, that was the extent of it. I was like, I don't give a fuck after this. Yeah, that's that's fair. And you know what? It's fine. I'm not going to sit here and try to convince you that it was a good movie, that it was like everything possible that you could have hoped for from a giant monster film. Because, yeah, if it's not your, if it's not your jam... Is that... Is that was that Del Toro that made that? Uh, Pacific Rim, yeah. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I know that that's a genre of movie that's like it's weird because I love the idea of like Godzilla and King Kong and all of these monster movies. Maybe it's just that they're so the the stories are so weird. Yeah, and I, I think that might okay. So for me, yeah, I did enjoy it. I'm coming from that. I'm coming from that aspect of it. I did enjoy Godzilla versus King Kong. I enjoyed the majority of the uh, legendary, whatever era you want to call them, monster films. The first yeah. Godzilla, I I really enjoyed. I thought Monster Island, or not Monster Island, Skull Island was really good. 
Um, cause it, it told a good human I've story. Skull Island. Yeah. Yeah. That was a, that was a good human story, but I'm not, again, I'm not going to try to sell you on that based on understanding that. No, it's this okay. I'll probably go genre. back and watch it because Brie Larson, like she's on that. She's in that one, right? Yeah. 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 But, That's probably a selling point. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So okay. is that guy, is the blonde guy from True Blood, is he in that movie, the Kong Skull Island? Oh no, the the Skull Island happens like way way in the past. That's why Kong is so small compared to how huge he is now. He's, okay, he's been around so, for years. So this was the first movie that um the the Skarsgård or whatever was in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. So okay. I'll, I'll let you off the hook what with the this. Fuck, that makes even less sense. It seemed like he was an established character <laughs> from another movie. I'll let you I off the hook. And this fucking listen, movie. Listen, listen, listen. It's it's. The human parts of it were not good. I completely admit that. But did you understand what was happening in that movie? For the most part, yes. For the most part, yes. Like Brian, why was the gravity weird? Because they were in the center of the Earth, and therefore the what? gravity. That's where they were. I thought they went into space. Oh shit, dude! No, they went to the center of the Earth. I do not. Fucking understand. Did you pass out in the middle of this film? I didn't understand anything. Am I getting dumber? No, no, no. It was so. I'm getting dumber. I think we figured it out, guys. The reason that I don't like, (laughs) I don't understand this movie is because I'm a fucking idiot. You forgot to turn your brain to dumb before watching the movie. You stayed on smart. That's your... They're going in center of Earth. They went to the center of the Earth. Rather than what was clearly other planet (laughs) type of business. It was hollow Earth. So they go center of Earth. I will say, again, it's not the best idea. It's not the most brilliant idea. But... Didn't they just make it a fucking, like, a monkey (laughs) fights a lizard and a bunch of people die? And that's the movie. That, that's that the is. Movie. So. Okay. And then they had to make a fucking robot lizard. Godzilla, yes. Why? Because okay, so the other the other part of this too is Toho, the company that owns the rights to Godzilla, is yes. very particular about how they want their big scaly boy to be represented on screen. So they have certain okay. things that must happen in every Godzilla project not only the movies but the games too so if you've right, ever like played he, when he shows up on set he needs like an evian like he has a exactly. full rider right. like he needs his evian he needs no green m&ms <laughs> like that's how they know that he read the rider yeah right. i get it like and i under to to a certain extent yeah. of that too i understand because the last time that toho said you know what go do whatever the fuck you want with godzilla we got godzilla 98 which I recall as a child enjoying because I had terrible taste. <laughs> Continue. You remember to turn your brain to dumb before watching that one. That's why. It anyway, was much easier then, apparently. There are things to love about that movie. There are things to love about this one. But going into it... I think if, I just liked the soundtrack, and then I liked that it was like a lizard. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. That's totally fair. And then there was like raining. I thought that was cool. Like the rain effects on like the lizard. Right. And and that one was, was the girl, Godzilla too. So Yeah, she had babies. She had them yeah. babies. Yep. Yeah. Um fun fact about that. So Toho is still making their Godzilla movies uh in Japan. 
mm-hmm. most recently they came out with Shin Godzilla. But since Godzilla 98 came out, they had made other films where uh, <laughs> all the monsters were fighting each other once again. They actually have the, I'm going to say real, Godzilla in the costume, you know, fight a CGI Godzilla that looks like the one from the 98 movies what? called Zilla. They just <gasps> refer to it as Zilla. And you know Godzilla whooped that ass because they were so, <laughs> it was kind of like just thumbing their nose. Zilla, the Godzilla, Zilla. Be I'm God. sure I can find that video if you want to watch 30 seconds of it. It was real short, but. Yeah. <gasps> this looks terrible it is but you know what i'm excited <laughs> that's just like okay that all right so that's my final point here my final point about this film there's a certain cheesiness to these monster films that we've come to expect and we've come to like you know get nostalgic for in in, in sort of a way so when one of these projects has all this star power behind it you know from the human actors and it has all this CG behind it with the huge budget. It's almost like raising the stakes too high where you can't really just go, oh, yeah, they did the best they could with what they had. Because they've yeah. got Brian Tyree Henry and they've got Millie Bobby Brown. And it's like, you didn't give them anything to do. I know. See, <laughs> oh, yeah. This is yeah. what this is what bothered me so much about it. I'm like, you. I don't understand. I liked that the girl... That, that, like, the little girl in Kong had that connection. Yeah, okay. I liked that. There, mm-hmm. there were parts of it that I, I liked. I just think that they made it too convoluted. Why are you why are you going inside the earth? Why are you like, why are you doing all this stuff? <laughs> there was How too are you much. inside the earth? I, 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 mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. I don't understand. And then it ends, like, I'm sorry, guys, spoilers, but, like, you're already in it. Fuck it. Like, it, so it ends yeah. with like them visiting the inside of the earth, like right. it's fucking normal, and Kong living inside the earth. It's How the like, fuck is that happening? This is something that your your comic brain is going to allow you to understand. The Savage Land from the Marvel comics, where Kazar, the caveman, lives, it's kind of the same thing. It's the same idea. So every now and then, when they need to have jungle adventures that don't matter where they need to go and just, like, fucking kill a boatload of dinosaurs and animals or whatever with no consequences, they go to the Savage Land, which doesn't exist, so nobody can get mad. So, what this achieves, which is part of what makes it kind of brilliant in a way, is that now you have Kong, who rules over this jungle land in the middle of the Earth, and you have Godzilla above ground, who can go and have Godzilla (laughs) adventures... And but never, is, but Godzilla is in the water. Like right. it's in, he's in super deep. He's yep. in the fucking earth, isn't he? Nope. No. Nope. Okay. Never okay. explains your meat. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> I don't, I don't under, look, I, I don't understand it. I understand it now that you've explained it, but I don't understand it. If that makes, like, I, I just, I don't. I, I understand this core concept of two these two guys who were formerly good guys, yeah. even though they're monsters. Yeah. They they fight each other because yeah. dominance and toxic masculinity, apparently. Right. I don't fucking know. Right, they're right. like, one of them has to rule. One of them has to be king. Okay. All right. So <laughs> so they're going to fight, and there's going to be neon stuff around them and everything. Okay. That was wild. Yeah. Okay. I understand you bring in third villain. 
Right. Third villain is for them to team up against main villain. For the greater good, yes. For the greater good. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. What I don't understand is all the other <laughs> shit that was involved with it. Why do you want to make it so convoluted when King Kong, like, okay, King Kong was not living in this center Earth thing before, no, was he? He was not. He was not. He was born on regular Earth. He was he was born on Skull Island, which is apparently off the beaten path and hard to find. And you know, when we met him, of course, he was in the right. So he was born on the Lost Island. He was okay. born on Lost Island. Cool. Like. But he was still born above the surface. Why the fuck does the center of this earth need to even exist? Because clearly what's happened is Kong, yes, has matured into a big baddie and therefore has this fight with Godzilla. But he was born above the surface, which means he's existed this entire fucking time. And they both existed above the surface. They could just both exist above the surface and also not meet again unless they need to team up fucking Avenger style to take on Loki. I don't know. Like, <laughs> could you imagine? <laughs> I don't. I just don't understand so, why they had to make this so confusing. Because, and this is the dumbest part of all, Skull Island, where Kong is from, used to be part of the center of the earth until it rose like a reverse Atlantis. Like, like a fucking, like, like mountains. Yeah. And it, it just, it just came out of the centuries the? ago, centuries ago. So, and poor baby Kong was the only one of his kind left. Apparently. Oh, wait, so humans can't go into the, can they go into the center? Because they were doing this whole... They were talking about how, like, it would kill you and shit. Like, okay, I lied. This is the most fucked up part of all. The okay. way that they got to the center of the Earth is basically the same way that the Mario Brothers got to the <laughs> Mushroom Kingdom in the Mario Brothers movie. Oh, my God. Yeah. Now, now see, we're, we're meeting halfway here. You're appreciating it a little bit more, and I'm cutting it up, and I'm appreciating it a little bit less now. <laughs> I don't mean. I, I, I really that was not my intention. No, I no. Not, I, I hope I'm not doing this to anyone else. But I, I as a person who is not at the core fan base of something like this. Yes. I I am so confused. <laughs> I'm so confused. I don't. I don't know why I sound so much like John Mulaney tonight, guys. It'll ha- it's the vaccine. It's the vaccine. Um, uh, no, like, I, I just don't understand why they had to add all of this other stuff when this core concept of, you know, two big bad, like, two big good guys or baddies, whatever you want to call them, they, they're going to fight each other, then they have to fight that villain, then they have mutual respect, and then that's it. And then you have the humans around them who are trying to control this, who are trying to deal with this, they want to destroy them, like... That's the dynamic. I don't understand why you need to add all of this other weird sci-fi shit to it. I don't have an easy answer for that. No, I know. I just, <laughs> I'm just I'm saying. <laughs> like this I heard like, everything you said. This and you is know like what? the most insane episode we've ever made. I, I'm not saying give me a solution for it. I'm saying it seems to be a common pattern. Yeah. With modern blockbusters that they are trying to do so much and 
even though a lot of people criticize films like the Avengers movies, like there are people that don't like those movies, even right. though they make so much money and everything like that, they, they don't like the simplicity of them. There is a genius in simplicity and having the story be, you know, yes, okay, it didn't surprise you with X, Y, and Z, but it made sense. Yeah. And you were deeply invested in the characters and the character development and the relationships. This movie, like, there's no investment. So, like, yeah, maybe they surprised you. were like, oh, shit, they're going to the center of the earth. But, like, what does that mean? <laughs> mistakes. Oh, shit. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I ever, like, because everyone was like, no, we didn't know they were going to go to the center of the earth. Right. Isn't Brendan Fraser down there? Wasn't that a thing? <laughs> From a movie like past? that? He was... <laughs> It was a journey to the center of the earth. Oh, that one. I'm like, wait a minute. Are you talking about Bedazzled? I don't remember that part. Um, Oh, my God. Listen, wait, 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 wait. wait. Now, if you really want to sell me (laughs) on a center of the earth, King Kong and Godzilla movie, you put Brendan Fraser from the mummy from blast from the past oh okay it's the (laughs) from blast from the past you you merge these worlds (laughs) together it's the blast from the past cinematic universe i love it i love that movie god damn it it's so good so yeah if you want to give any sort of extended version of that i'm here for it i'm all for monster movies taking place in the same universe as like rom-coms where it wouldn't make any sense at all so like let's just say that everything that we've seen also happened in the same universe as when harry met sally and it just they never talked about it i want to see a rom-com happening and the background is just like a monster movie or superhero films (laughs) where everything is being destroyed yes dude yes i want this to happen I would be so wrong. How do we make like a comic book or, or something of this? I I need someone's help. We need to make this happen. I love it so fucking much. I'm just thinking of like a line of romance novels. And it's just they they casually discuss superhero activity going on in their day to day lives. Like, well, you know, I was going to go meet him on the subway. But, uh, you know, Dr. Nefarious uh, was holding the <laughs> city council hostage so they shut that down anyway i sure hope that i get to catch him tomorrow you know just something like that just arbitrary nothing to do with the impending doom but by the end of the novel you know that the day was saved by the good guy yeah i'm (laughs) i love this i love this (laughs) i i'm i'm like what the okay anyway i i just think they made it needlessly confusing that's, I agree. that's what i want to get to it i can agree I, I totally agree with that and this also, is how long was it i um, felt like a very long movie it felt very long i think it was just a buck 47 i don't think it was oh, extremely no. long. <laughs> oh no <laughs> oh no i just googled the wrong thing oh kong versus godzilla oh no <laughs> <laughs> that is not what i was expecting okay uh, does it say wiki wiki? It felt very long to me. That's why I'm 113 minutes. Wow. Okay. Okay. Not too bad. So that's the problem with these late stage monster movies in franchises. Mm-hmm. Like they have to raise the stakes higher and higher every time. So, you know, in the original Godzilla films, of course, 
it got to a point where it's like, oh, he's fighting a giant turtle this time. Oh, it's a big moth, you know? And then it was like, uh, how about he fights a robot version of himself? And then, okay, maybe a robot version of some other ones. And yeah, it just got... Yeah, yeah. No, I totally get that. I just... Guys, we need to talk about the director of this movie for a second. Uh Uh-oh. First of all, he went to Full Sail, which my Florida peeps will know. Okay. Word. Um, <laughs> the ones who know will know. Moving on. He directed... Okay, so he directed the movie, the Blair Witch remake, which I never saw the Blair Witch remake. And I'm curious about because they just covered the original Blair Witch on Be Your Scary Best. Oh, he and, also did some VHS stuff, too. That, that horror yeah. uh, movie... Um, uh, uh, anthology VHS right okay but this is the part that's making me go what he is set to direct and co-write a sequel to Face Off what 1997's Face Off how have we not heard this before okay okay let me what is it 17 I'm trying to find the root article because I'm on I'm I'm on Wikipedia and I don't trust it. No. Face off <laughs> sequel. <laughs> Face offer. Holy shit. The refacing. Why is this a thing? I'm excited. Like if they can All right, so this is going to be another overly complicated plot to get the face off to happen again. I'm here for that. I want to see how they make that happen. How can you have another movie where their fucking faces change? I don't. Oh, that's a that's a that's a whole different conversation. He's excited and he's like hinting at the return of Cage and Travolta. I can't fucking wait. I'm guessing it's going to be another face off where people's faces are are faced off. And put on other, and then they're gonna face off. But <laughs> I, I'm guessing this is like they're gonna cast some other people, and then they're gonna somehow involve Nicolas Cage and John Travolta in it. Here's I, my idea: John okay. John Travolta, Nicolas Cage in the sequel. They get to they get to retain their original faces. Their faces do not come off. They don't get switched. Everybody else in the world has their faces switched. Boom. That's great. Face off too. Boom. Face off too. Did how did the original face off end? Do you remember? Um did they, their faces returned. Yeah, their faces were returned to the original owner. Okay. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> um what a, what a ridiculous statement to make and just say flat. <laughs> faces were returned to their original owner. <laughs> That's the warning on this episode, guys. We have to put a, a warning on all, here that all, all faces were returned. <laughs> wow. Wow, that was wow, wow. that was a ride. I'm glad we talked about that. Okay. I'm glad we talked about it too because I I'm like I don't fucking understand this. <laughs> oh man. All right. So we got to talk about. Um, I don't want to talk about that this week. That's just bullshit. Okay. Uh, I was we gonna get... say we can talk about whatever. We've got a couple things here. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think for the sake of. Uh, for the sake of the flow, we should probably get to the wall of weird because we've been yes. we skipped the wall of weird a couple times 
these past few episodes. So we did. We actually have two Wall of Weird stories. Hey. Um, and one of them is submitted by our friend Paul. All right. submitted. Okay, so I'm gonna do the article and then I'll do Paul's comments on the article. Okay. So thank you for submitting Wall of Weird. Always welcome. Thank you, Paul. I love when you guys send in Wall of Weird and interesting and odd stories because it is less work for me to do. So, Forbes.com, written by Ke- uh, Kiana, Kiona, I hope I'm pronouncing your name right, I'm sorry, it's N. Smith. It's pronounced Quinoa. I'm kidding, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got you <laughs> Three Australian beetles were named for legendary bird Pokemon. Oh, uh, snap. Just in time for Pokemon's 25th anniversary, which, by the way, in case you guys didn't feel old, Pokemon is 25 years old. Pokemon can drink, y'all. Uh, yes, they have been able to drink for several years. They can now <laughs> rent a car. Pokemon can now rent a car. That's true. Entomo- entomologists uh, have named three newly discovered Australian beetle species for the legendary bird Pokemon Articuno. Articuno. Articuno Moltres and Zapdos. Yeah. Okay. So, first of all, they're still discovering bugs and shit, which... Just fascinates me. Yeah. Just fascinates me that we're still finding new things. This planet's fucking huge, y'all. It is. It's it's huge and it's deep and there's monkeys in the middle of it. Uh, <laughs> there's a whole. We haven't even gotten to the the chocolate core that's, that's going on in there. <laughs> no, I just I love I love the factoid that people uh, bring up, which is absolutely true. That you know in the um, in the jungle. You know, uh, in the rainforest, rather, there are just dozens upon billions of species of different animals that we've just never encountered before. Bugs, animals, creatures, what have you. Just, we've never seen them, because... How many can there be, though? That's where I'm like... Because humans are the most invasive and terrible species ever created, to a degree. True, We are capable of very great and wonderful amazing things we're also capable of doing horrendous shit as we all know and that's why i'm like how is this possible that there's so many like bugs bugs make a little more sense than other animals i guess and if something exists we want to go have a look-see you know that's just how we are yeah i want to go touch it i want to touch it (laughs) (laughs) i want to touch it and then i want to kill it and then i want to eat it yeah let's see if it tastes good (laughs) that's 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 like every human they're like i think i can touch that and then like he dies and then the other one's like, what if I go closer but with a stick now? <laughs> and then we just slowly get to the point. And then it's like, there are no more of those animals anymore because we beat them all to death with sticks. End of end of that animal's existence. That's how the dodos died, guys. We, uh, we had a little wine the other night, D and I. And she brought up a very mm-hmm. interesting point, which, you know, I'm sure we've, we've all thought this before. But how many how many people died figuring out what we can eat? How many people just fucking died? I love this. I love this. And also, <laughs> how many people died eating something like a mushroom, and then no one knew that they ate that mushroom and died, and then just several people died eating that mushroom before we were like, huh, maybe we should eat that fucking mushroom. Right. How many people died just eating the blowfish alone? Because there's that one part you can actually eat without yeah. dying. How many people were just like, oh, no, what if we eat this part right here? Oh, I'm okay. Well, All right. What you do is you just, back in the good old days, back when things were, were really great, mm. 
We had a bunch of Chet Hankses. <laughs> Throw a Chet at it. Chet, Chet <laughs> ate a lot of a lot of weird <laughs> mushrooms and blowfish, and he was like dope, and ate them. And then we figured out, you know, we figured out what you can eat when you can't eat. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. that tracks. Okay, yes. <laughs> these, these three newly named species belong to the Binburium. This guys, a, I'm not smart, so I was looking forward to this. Please continue. Shut up. <laughs> brightly colored beetles found in southern Australia, and their new <laughs> new official scientific names are Binburum, Art, uh, What? How do you pronounce it? Articuno. Articuno. Mm-hmm. Binburnum moltres and Binburnum zapatos. This sounds like spells, but okay. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just reading, like, Hogwarts spells. Yeah. <laughs> Aside from having wings, the legendary beetles don't look much like their animated namesakes. No. However, B. Zapados um, and Zapados have black and yellow coloration that's co- in common. And that's about it. So far, none of the beetles have appeared to have elements of ice, fire, or electricity. No word um, <laughs> on the battle stats. <laughs> um... It's uh, apparently they're incredibly rare, which is why they have that legendary Pokemon name. Um, these beetles are the rarest and hardest to find, much less catch, just like creatures in the Pokemon game. Uh, so this is really cool. Uh, and apparently this is uh, this young Hasayo uh, says that he was an aspiring Pokemon trainer when he was young. And so because of, like, the rarity of these specimen and these three new species, he suggested these names. So this is a guy that grew up with Pokemon and is now a scientist and was able to name them after this. That's really cool. So that's what Paul, Paul was saying. He said, I think it's badass how it literally came full circle. The creator loved bugs, combined his career with his hobby, and that's how we got Pokemon. Like, now... Like the original Pokemon. Now, some kids played and loved those games, and they become scientists, and they discover a new beetle and name them after Pokemon. So, a kid loves, you know, loves science and everything, creates a game. Kids love science because of the game, and then it, it all, it's a, it's a full circle. I love it. Have you, I know. it reminds me, have you heard of that, um, <laughs> there was a gene named Sonic Hedgehog? No, I haven't heard of that. Yeah, so it's it's kind of similar. <laughs> Here's a scientist who was, uh, you know, just digging into uh, the specific, uh, I guess, uh, gene strain. And there was a naming convention in place. There was Desert Hedgehog and Indian Hedgehog. And so uh, when the scientist Robert Riddle discovered a, a third variation, he named it Sonic Hedgehog. Interesting. Yeah, so it's it's kind of no, cool that yeah, nerds that are able cool. to get in there and like put their own stamp on stuff. Yeah, yeah, I love that, and I yeah, I just love that Paul pointed out like you know the creator of Pokemon, which I didn't know, loved like bugs and stuff like that, and then integrated that into the creation of Pokemon, and then it influenced all these kids and stuff. That's just so cool. I love the the full full circle of that yeah you know it's it's great because like a, a lot of these games that we love a lot of games we grew up with just come from such a uh, an innocent place in the creator's yeah. minds you know like um shigeru miyamoto 
the entire reason that he came up with Zelda, The Legend of Zelda, is because um, he remembered fondly growing up and exploring caves and that sort of thing. And so he turned it into a game where you control Link going around and fighting spiders and exploring caves and such. Hmm. That's cool. Yeah. yeah no, I love that. Yeah. Just, you know, uh, simple yeah. idea. So that's, like, that's the basic story with it. But I just thought it was... It was really great. We appreciate you writing in, Paul, and giving both the article and some commentary on it. It is very neat. It's a wholesome wall of weird. You know, we don't yes. get that very often. No. What's this other one? Is this oh. I don't remember posting this one. Get ready. Oh, we are leaving Wholesomeville. We guys. are clear. Clear out of Wholesomeville. You know, we'll make this a wholesome cool. sandwich, because to end, we got our snackulous, and then, yeah, we'll wrap it from there. Um, cool. Woman finds out son's bride is her long-lost daughter on their wedding day. No. So this no. comes from timesnownews.com. And make your own decision, because this, this takes some turns. This takes some turns. And I, I, I don't know if it's 100% true, but we're going to find out together. A Chinese woman was surprised when she discovered on her son's wedding day that the bride was actually her long-lost daughter. A woman attending her son's wedding was left in tears after she identified the bride as her long-lost daughter. The incident happens in Suzhou, Jiangsu province in China on March 31st. The mother-in-law noticed a birthmark on her new daughter-in-law's hand, which was similar to the one on her lost daughter's hand. After spotting the birthmark, the woman approached the bride's parents and asked if she had been adopted over 20 years ago. What? The bride's family was baffled by the question as it had been a secret. However, they went on to reveal that they had found a baby girl by the roadside several years ago whom they bought up as their own daughter. This sounds fake. It sounds what? so fake. And you know what? Just just wait. Just wait. Okay. On hearing the story, the bride burst into tears. She wanted to know more about her biological parents. She described the moment of meeting her biological mother as happier than the wedding day itself. The story didn't end there. There's more to oh, come. No. The bride was now concerned about marrying her elder brother. However, the mother-in-law revealed that there would be no objection to their marriage as the groom was also adopted. What? The woman had adopted a boy after losing all hopes of finding her missing daughter. She had searched for her for years, but in vain, Oriental Daily reported. She said that there would be no problem in their marriage as they were not biological siblings. The bride was relieved to know this, and the couple completed their wedding rituals. Holy shit. Well, that is fucked. I That's... mean, it's good that they're they're not related. How yeah. did they not... Okay. There's a lot. How did they not meet the parents ahead of time? Right. Like, how... I, don't, I don't know, but I don't know if that's a cultural difference or something... What the fuck? I would think it'd be even more strict in, in, in other cultures than in American culture, you know? Oh man, they had a good they had a good twenty minutes there where they thought that oh. they banged, they were brother and sister. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was some it was some, some, some prayer going on there. They had some full on Marsha and Greg, oh no, what did we do oh. moments. Oh no. <laughs> you know they fucked. Oh it's just they weren't biologically related. Nope. They were related enough. Yep. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. So yep. That, if, that is that is weird as hell. If that did happen, that is a wall of weird worthy story. 
Yes. I, regardless least. of whether it happened or not, it sounds very fake. I don't trust the site. I still found it very entertaining. I'm yes. okay with it. Yeah. All right. All right. So to, to, to give the other side of the wholesome sandwich here, uh, our vernaculus is quite straightforward. Our, our, I don't want to say friend of the pod, but she doesn't know we exist. Uh, Dolly Parton teamed up with Jenny's Splendid Ice Creams. She doesn't know we exist? I wrote her all of those letters. Oh. Oh. Dear Dolly. <laughs> yep. Pencil scratching in the background. Please don't go. I don't want to get sued. Okay. So, <laughs> um, yeah, they teamed up with Dolly Parton, and she is just, what can she do? She's got a COVID vaccine, and now she's got her own ice cream. What is in the ice cream? Strawberry pet pretzel pie. It's their oh, ode to the queen so of country, sweet and salty with timeless appeal, deep American roots, and makes you feel good. And the benefits of the sales of this ice cream go to Dolly's Library, which we know offers Aww. free reading material to children that just ask. So, yeah. Yeah, I guess her father, I, I listened to her audiobook, which I recommend. Mm. Um, it's basically just her having conversation, but I guess her father was, uh, he couldn't read. Oh, and that was a, a thing that he hid for a long time and everything like that. So I think that's why that cause in particular is very dear to her heart. I see. Uh, yeah, but that, that's awesome. It sounds really good, too. Like, it sounds like a good ice cream. It sounds good. It's endorsed by Dolly, so it's got to be delicious. Um, I'm going to try it. It's going to hit shops and online April 8th. So, you know, keep an eye out. I've seen that brand, but I've never tried it. I know some people that swear by it. Oh, yeah. Jenny's ice cream is really good. Yeah, oh. I've had it a few times. It's delicious. Yeah, I just haven't uh, haven't ventured into it. Yeah, it might might be a good summer thing. Mm-hmm. Let's begin into summer. So that's it. That's the show, y'all. Yeah, that's it. We had a very long tangent about King Kong and Godzilla. What you know, a, what a trip. They should have teamed up to fight Chet Hanks. That sounds really cool. That would have been great. So yeah. <laughs> thank you folks for listening um as always we're, we're always happy to put on a show for you folks um the live show is coming up soon as i said we're gonna have more details for you very soon about that uh it's it's not just going to be for your entertainment it's not gonna just be for our hubris either we actually are going to be doing a little bit of fundraising for a very good cause and again we're going to have details for you in the near future about yes. all of that but it's going to be that a lot of fun yeah it is a hundred percent for my hubris as well though my <laughs> ego needs to be fed i am a toddler that needs attention guys get ready get ready well we can serve several masters at the same time we're gonna make yes. it happen so folks thank you for listening uh check out all the social media platforms at lex and matt uh instagram's fun twitter's fun facebook is uh uh, you can check us out. Yeah, we're, we're barely on there. We have a page there, but mm, that's right. Not the best place to get a hold of us. All the fun stuff is happening over on our Patreon account. We've got mini shows for you, all kind of stuff. You can uh, get some merchandise. goodies, merchandise yeah. for you, and of course, access to the best Discord channel in existence right now. At least all of them I've been to. Come check it out. Patreon.com slash Lex and Matt, right? Did I get that right? Yes, you did. Oh, Patreon.com yeah. slash Lex and Matt. And 
every any tier, even if you can only give it like the minimum tier, you get access to the Discord. Mm-hmm. So last part of the pitch, and I swear that's it. Hey, listen, thank you all, everybody who's put a review up on on uh, iTunes. It helps mm-hmm. a lot. It helps people discover us. It gets us in front of a bigger audience. And yeah, subscriptions and reviews. We need them, guys. That's Do right. It. That's right. That's right. So get on that iTunes. Push them buttons. Get it going. Do it. Do it now. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> anyway, I'm Matt Peters. And I'm Lex Lutz. Be excellent to each other. Bye.